We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bear Report podcast, live from Indianapolis at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. It's officially underway. A week of events as players will meet with teams, they'll meet with other agents, or not other agents, they'll meet with other players, they'll meet with their agent, they'll meet with the media, all that good stuff here at the Scouting Combine. We're going to break down all of that, including what Ryan Pohl said on Tuesday, and then what Matt Eberflus also said on Tuesday, is both met the media at the NFL Scouting Combine. The rest of the week is all player interviews and workouts, so today... Honestly, really the busy, busy day for the Chicago Bears, and all the talk of the Combine still revolves around the Chicago Bears. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm going to bring in my co-host, Aaron Lemming, and Aaron, uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, it, it it does feel like there's a little bit of buzz here in Indianapolis you know, during the scouting Combine that the Bears control the draft right now. They have the keys to number one overall pick. And, you know, whether they haven't come out and said it or not, you know, I am under the impression that they're going to stick at number one um, and likely take Caleb Williams. Now that could all change, but, dude, this is a time where Ryan Poles is there. He can talk to other GMs. He can poke your head in and out of, out of other teams' boxes while they're watching the, um, you know, the drills, all that good stuff. But this is the exciting time now for the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, well, this is kind of the – in a lot of ways, like the official kickoff of the NFL offseason, right? I mean, you get, like you said, you know, teams are teams are talking to, you know, different prospects. And frankly, we all know that teams are talking to agents and a lot of the free agency stuff that we see happen in two weeks all starts right now. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane to believe that, you know, these teams are hammering out deals with players within an hour or two of the opening starter free agency. Like this is where all the groundwork is getting laid, whether people want to admit it or not. So 
yeah, I think it's it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I you know we we haven't really. I don't think we did one last week. I think we did one the week before. I mean, it's it's been kind of an ever changing, flowing thing of information going around right now as far as what the Bears are going to do. Obviously, the Bears are the talk of of the off season right now because you know much the same as last year, not only do they have, they don't have quite the same amount of money, but I mean, they have damn near $80 million in cap space. Uh, they've got Jalen Johnson, who's a tag candidate. You know, we'll talk about him. He's one of the bigger free agents out there. And then obviously they hold not only the number one overall pick this year, but the number nine overall pick. And I think that because of that, and because of the quarterback conversation, a lot of the off-season talk right now is revolving around the Chicago Bears. And I think one of the big reasons for that, um, kind of like last year, although I feel like it's been heavier this year, is because I think more people, like you said, expect them to take a quarterback this year. And two, there is that true top-of-the-line generational talent, whatever the hell you want to call it, quarterback at the top of this draft in Caleb Williams. And I think that that makes this – that much more interesting because again, the bears got another year of Justin Fields under, you know, under the belt, like they have, you know, a a three-year evaluation, even though, you know, only two of those have been with this, with this regime. And I think now we're, we're kind of getting a better idea of, of what the bears are kind of looking at doing. And then obviously we heard Ryan Poles talk today. We heard uh, Matt Eberflus talk today and I think just overall, I think we're starting to kind of get a better idea. Now it's, we're not just reading, we're not just reading reports from Peter King and Albert Breer and, and all these other guys. Like we're not just listening to guys at the NFL network talk about, you know, what they could do. Like we're finally starting to hear some of the more, I don't know if I'd say concrete yet, but some of the stronger rumors that are probably going to end up showing up, uh, you know, over these next few weeks. Yeah, and, you know, leading into this combine, I mean, you kind of touched on it. There was multiple reports from different outlets, different reporters. You know, obviously the big one that really took precedent was, you know, Peter King in his retirement article, essentially late Sunday night, early Monday morning, you know, said that he very clearly says he knows nothing um, but feels like the Bears will keep Justin Fields. Trade number one, he says the wind is blowing that way. Um, and everyone kind of reacted to it, you know, but going into this combine, I, I, I was leaning towards the Bears taking Caleb Williams at number one. I still feel like that. Ryan Poles, man, really didn't give much of a hint in my eyes. I think he kind of played it very cool, close to the chest. You know, he even said he, he wants clarity like tomorrow, um, not metaphorically speaking, like he was, you know, saying it'd be nice to get this all done. But you know, this will be the time. We're going to start to hear more. Like, these coaches are here. The, the, all the reporters are here. Team personnel members and staff members are all here. This is the time it's going to really ramp up. And, you know, we'll talk about the quarterback situation in a little bit. Um, you know, listening to Ryan Poles, though, I my biggest takeaway, and I think the really the one thing that stood out non-quarterback-wise for me was I'd be absolutely shocked if Jalen Johnson and the Bears did not get a long-term deal done. Like, I think Ryan Poles made it clear that we're close. It's just, you know, numbers here and there, maybe not the same. Ryan Poles does feel like it is a good offer for Jalen Johnson. He wants Jalen Johnson to stay here. Um, 
you know, you listened to it. You watched it on, on social media. I got the vibe. I, I think it's going to be close. I don't think the Bears want to use a franchise tag on him. They'd rather reward him and pay him. It's just a matter of getting those numbers, um, you know, in the correct spot for both sides of this. Well, kind of like Peter King said in his in his retirement column, you know, the winds are blowing towards Jalen Johnson and the Bears getting a deal done, right? I mean, it just – it's it, what's interesting to me, and I don't know if you felt the same way or if anybody else felt the same way. It felt like Ryan Poles kind of came out today and was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna negotiate a little bit through the media. Like I'm gonna come out, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm basically gonna tell our side. I'm gonna say, you know, we made a strong offer. We really value you. We really respect you. You know, the guarantees are strong. Blah 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 blah. And kind of putting the ball back in Jalen Johnson's court in terms of like, hey we've made a really strong offer. We've been working at this. We've respected you. We respected your time. We respected your wishes when you said you didn't want to negotiate, um, you know, after the, you know, the trade deadline, everything else, you know, like there was, there was a lot of, you know, different things that felt like that Ryan Poles kind of planted in there as like a, Hey, you know, this thing's close. We feel confident. Um, but let's get this thing done. And I think ultimately what that comes down to is I'm sure Jalen Johnson wants to be the guy that kind of resets the market. He wants to be the guy that gets $22, $23 million a year. My guess would be that the Bears are like, okay, you had a really good year. We really do value you. But if we're being honest here, like you've had one elite level year, you've had two pretty solid years, but I mean, really the biggest elephant in the room right now is like Jalen Johnson has yet to play a full season the entire time he's been with the Bears in four years. So I think it's kind of one of those things where you respect him by saying, hey, we're going to give you. And I think there's a there's a level to this as well, where you look at what Trevin Diggs got right with with uh, the Cowboys. And I not trying to put him down at all. But I feel like Trevin Diggs is a little overrated. I feel like he's kind of like in that Marcus Peters thing where he gets so many interceptions a year where people see the interception total and they tend to think that he's a little bit better than he is. And I'm not saying that he's not a really good corner, but I do think what Jalen Johnson did this year was better than what Trevin Diggs has done with his time, you know, in his time with, with the Cowboys. And, and Diggs, I mean, just to give you an idea, he's got a five-year $97 million deal uh, with it looks like $42 million, a little over $42 million guaranteed. So my guess is the Bears are saying, hey, you know, Diggs was taking a pick right after Jalen Johnson. They're saying, hey, we'll give you a little bit more money. Um, Brian Poles made a comment today that kind of makes me think that this is probably going to be like a three or four year deal. I would lean towards four years. My guess is, and again, this is purely a guess, I, my guess is they end up settling right around, I'd say, four years, $80 million, um, and I would say probably right around, I don't know, 45% guaranteed. So what would 45% of 80 be? What, $37 million, $38 million guaranteed? Somewhere in that, in that, that, in that realm. But I think that that way you say, okay, we're not going to reset the market. We're not going to give you a Jari Alexander deal, which was four years, $84 million, you know, $30 million guaranteed. We're not going to pay you at the exact top end of the market because you've only had that one really elite year and you haven't proven that you can stay healthy for a full 17 game season, but we really value you. We think that you're on the up and up. And like Ryan Pohl said today, you know, he's just 24 going on 25 years old. Like he has a chance to sign this deal, play out this deal 
enter free agency at 29 going on 30 and still get another solid deal. So I ultimately, yes, I do think something is going to get done, but I did think it was interesting that Ryan Poles made it a point to not only bring it up, but also made a point to basically kind of state his case as to why he felt the bears have already done enough and that there's a small enough gap that they should be able to bridge before that tag deadline, which is on March 5th. Yeah. And, you know, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Obviously, Ryan Poles, he pretty much made it clear that, the, you know, they have the tag to use if they want. He doesn't want to use it. He preferred to, you know, get a long-term deal done. And, do I, I agree. Like, I, I think it's a good point, kind of negotiating through the media. He was very open today. That was, you know, a good thing. Um, you know, he, he came out and said, I don't have a plan or a master plan for you just yet with quarterback. He was honest about that. Um you know, and he did talk about Jalen Johnson and, and was honest about Jalen Johnson and in in the situation at hand. And you know, I, I think for polls, it's you know, you're negotiating with a player who, like you said, he wants to be paid as is one of the top two, three corners. Um, you look at the Jair Alexander, the one you mentioned a couple of years ago, that kind of reset the whole cornerback market. I think it was what twenty one million on average per year. Um, and then the Trivion Diggs um, contract after that. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of tough, you know, in a, in a tough spot where you want to make the player happy, but at the same time, you know, you have to do what's right for your team. And I do think, you know, with the cap going up and, um, you know, the Bears having a little bit more money, they freed up some money with, with Eddie Jackson and Cody White here, you know, it, it gives you an opportunity to go out and pay Jalen Johnson, you know, if you want to. It kind of sounds like that's what the Bears – want to do and you know i think you'd agree with me here I, I think i'd be absolutely shocked if it wasn't if a long-term deal wasn't announced sometime soon yeah no i i think they're absolutely getting a deal done and i want to be clear like i think jalen johnson absolutely and i've been in this boat for quite a while i think jalen johnson absolutely deserves to be paid i think that it was a calculated gamble but i think that ryan pace or ryan pace ryan poles gambled and he gambled wrong um you know going into this last season where they had some contract talks obviously nothing worked from everything that i could gather they probably could have got him right around 15 16 million dollars a year and then obviously that price tag goes up when you get second team all pro you're a pro bowler uh, you have a career high in interceptions. Frankly, should have had like six or seven interceptions if he didn't, you know, drop a few, including that, you know, the pick six that he had. So it's like 
I, he absolutely 100% deserves it. And I think the only reason that there's a argument for it not being a resetting the market, I think you can say top of the market at 20 million, but I think resetting the market at, let's just say $22 million a year. I think the reason there is because of his durability. And I think that the durability, I think that you can kind of bridge the gap. Like I was saying, I think if you go four years, $80 million, you do 45, you know, 45% of that guaranteed, which would basically be 37, $38 million. I mean, that's right in line with the rest of these corners. I mean, Denzel Ward got basically a hundred million dollars over five years. He got 44 and a half million dollars guaranteed. You know, you just start going down the, the line of some of these corners and most guys, most of these corners, uh, most, if not all ultimately, um, didn't end up getting over, you know, 50% of their money guaranteed because that, you know, the reality of it is kind of like receivers, like, Corners tend to get banged up as the season goes along. Like finding a corner that can play all 17 games and playoff games for you is not an easy thing. But I think right now, when you look at the Bears secondary between what they have at corner and what they have at safety, uh, they don't have any big expenditures. Cause I mean, we haven't even talked since they cut uh, Cody Whitehair and, and Eddie Jackson. I mean, Eddie Jackson was going to be due like damn near $19 million uh, against the cap this year before they cut him. So, I mean, they're, they're in a spot right now where they not only do they not have a big contract in the secondary outside of what they would give Jalen Johnson, but you've got Tyreek Stevenson going into year two. You've got Kyler Gordon going into year three, you know, with being a nickel corner. I think even if he's one of the better nickel corners in the league, you're talking, you know, 10 to $12 million a year. You're not talking anything crazy. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of leeway there to where you can still keep the secondary affordable, even if you're giving Jalen Johnson $20 million a year. So no, I absolutely, I think it's, I think it's going to get done. I think it should get done. I think he deserves it. I think it sets a good precedent, especially when you're talking about the quarterback situation where Justin Fields is beloved in the locker room. We, I think the majority of us feel like they're going to move on from him. I think one of the ways to kind of buy some goodwill in that locker room is to say, Hey, we're locking up our own guys. We want to keep our own homegrown guys and kind of go from there. So I think that that would be a step in the right direction, uh, you know, with, with keeping, with keeping Johnson. I'm glad you brought up the locker room because Ryan Poles actually talked about that. It was actually asked about, you know, the guys, obviously they have Justin Fields back. Like, DJ Moore came out again yesterday in, in, in support of Justin Fields, saying, you know, he doesn't think any quarterback in this draft is better than Fields. And we know, like, the locker room is rallied around Justin and and they like him as a person and as a player. Um, but, you know, it, it is a business. And you have to look at it like, yeah, you know, you, you might ruffle some feathers in the locker room if you, if you trade Justin Fields. And, but you have to do what's better, you know, for, for your team. And he, he did talk about that. You know, he was asked about like, you know, what, um, I guess Justin was universally loved. Um, and, and what's that message, you know, um, when you have to deliver that message, if you do trade them. And I think polls gave a really good answer. He gave a kind of a, a bland answer saying, you know, um, I think sometimes this whole thing gets, is it, Justin versus another person. He has to kind of look at it a little bit differently. Um, he takes it that into effect, all that stuff. And, and, you know, he praised him and said that, you know, it's, it's, you know, a tough decision, but at the same time, you know, basically going back, it's, you know, it is a business and, you, and Justin kind of knows that. And I think the one thing, you know, outside of the, you know, not tipping his hand and what they want to do 
he did say he's, he's been in contact with Justin and Justin's team, and he wants to let them know and keep them updated as this whole process goes on. And I think that was one of the things, you know, with the St. Brown Bros interview that Justin was kind of adamant about was he was just kind of hoping it was over. And Coles is, you know, admitting, yeah, we've, we've talked to him. He understands it. He understands the business. But other than that, like on the quarterback talk, Aaron, was there anything that caught your eyes from – Ryan Poles, we'll get to Matty Rufus, but, you know, in terms of quarterback talk with Ryan Poles, you know, I think the only thing that really kind of stood out to me, one big thing was he was actually asked if if um, it meant anything or if he was concerned that, you know, maybe Caleb Williams didn't want to play here or his his, his camp didn't want to play here. And he was honest. He said, you know, it's, it's no concern. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't want to be here, any of that stuff. But was there anything that Ryan Poles said specifically – with this quarterback um, situation that maybe caught your eye during his presser. Did he seem, did, did, was it just me or did he seem a little offended that somebody even brought that uh, whole thing up? He, he might've been. Okay. This was a weird vibe too, because like, I don't know if you heard it in the broadcast stream, there was like elevator music going on in the background. Like they put him right underneath the speaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's just no, crazy. Yeah. We, I heard, it's funny. Cause I heard more like classic rock than I did like elevator music yeah it was kind of like a mixture i think he just he just it's funny he just kind of seemed like kind of like why the hell would he not want to play in chicago kind of thing and that's yeah. i'll be honest i mean that's kind of where i've been at this entire time like i feel and i said this on the score a few weeks ago like i i feel like this whole like you know caleb's character concerns and his you know his camp taking over everything and calling shot i think a lot of that is overplayed i mean i you know i yeah. And again, maybe maybe there's some bias in there, um, but I just I don't think it's going to be as big of a factor. And I, I feel like one of the reasons that I don't think it's going to be as big of a factor is because Colin Coward went out and ran his mouth on a show one day, basically saying that he believed that, you know, Caleb Williams didn't want to go to Chicago. And, you know, Caleb Williams can't basically call him that night and checked him and made him, you know, go on and basically correct the record. So I. I don't know, man. Like, and I get it. I'm glad it was asked. I really am. I'm glad it was asked. Um, but yeah, you know, as far as was there anything that stood out? No, not really. I do think, I don't know, man. Like, and I've been, I think we've even talked about it on the podcast. Like, I've been pretty much in the camp of, you know, don't take anything at face value. Um, you know, there's not a lot being said. I would say that there's there wasn't a whole lot being said today though. But here's the thing, and and this is actually something that Rick Rich Eisen brought up on his show that I thought is a really good point. It's something that I noticed as well. The tenor between what we've heard from Ryan Poles this year versus what we've heard from Ryan Poles last year has been, at least in my opinion, pretty damn different, right? Like I feel like his the way that he's approached this, I, I feel like he talked about being open-minded last year. I feel like more this year than last year, he has taken a much more open-minded approach. I feel like last year there was not a whole lot of talk about like, you know, if you have to trade Justin Fields, how's the locker room going to feel? Or if you have to trade Justin Fields, you know, like, how are you going to tell him? Have you been keeping him in the loop? Blah, blah. Like, I feel like the tenor, the overall talk, the overall tone, the overall, narrative of this is different like and i'm not saying that it's like 100 justin fields is going to be traded they're telegraphing it but i do think that this year there's just a different way that he's going about this like the questions are obviously being asked slightly different i think more people are expecting fields to be traded but i do feel that 
just in some of the ways that he's answered some of these questions, and even for as careful as the wording as it has been, it feels like a lot more of this year's narrative has been around, we'll keep Justin Fields informed the minute that we know something. Like, And that's kind of the thing where, like, if you go back to the end of the year press conference when they were asked about, you know, when he was asked about Justin Fields, and he basically said, you know, talking about the number one overall pick, he said, I'm planning on taking this all the way up to the draft. And then today, like you pointed out, you know, it was kind of joking, but serious at the same time, a little bit of a hyperbole, but he basically said, like, I, I want, I want to make a decision tomorrow. Like I want this process to be over tomorrow. And I think where people are kind of splitting hairs here. And I think where people are kind of like misunderstanding information is like when, when Albert Breer put out a, you know, one of the blurbs that he put out in one of his columns last week basically said, you know, the bears are looking to basically finalize their plan at quarterback, um, you know, around the time of the combine. That's not to say, at least in my opinion, from what I took from this, that's not to say the bears are going to lock into Caleb Williams or they're going to lock into Drake may, or they're going to lock into Jaden Daniels at number one overall. It was to basically say they're either, they're either comfortable enough with this quarterback class when this is all said and done at the combine enough to say, okay, we're putting Justin Fields on the market or we're not. And I think that, I think that that is more, and I know Ryan Poles has mentioned that multiple times during his media things today that he was expected, you know, that people were expecting to have this plan. I don't think anybody expected him to sit down today and be like, hey, we're done with Justin Fields. We're moving on from him. Or on the other side of that, we're we're keeping Justin Fields. We've already done enough legwork on this quarterback class to know that we don't like these guys. I don't think anybody expected that, but I do think by the end of the combine, by the time that everybody leaves on Sunday, I think that they're going to have, I think they already have a pretty good idea. I'll be honest. I think they have a pretty good idea, but I think that they're going about this the right way. And I think we've talked about this multiple times. Sometimes process trumps the result, right? And I think that we all have a good idea or we should by this point I, I feel like if you don't i feel like you're kind of you're, you're kind of living in denial at this point like i think we all have a pretty good idea of what the end result's going to be i'm not going to say that's going to be caleb williams for sure but i think i think we all know where this is trending that justin fields is going to get traded they're going to take a quarterback whether that's at number one or they're going to trade and get this massive haul from washington and they're going to you know they're going to take drake may or Jaden daniels at number two but i think for the most part i think we have a pretty good idea of where this is going to head but i think a big key within this process is simply saying, okay, you can go in with a feeling like you can say, Hey, we know what Justin Fields gives us. It hasn't been enough. We know that if we want to win a Super Bowl, if we want to have this long-term sustained success, uh, you know, we can't pay a average to, you know, slightly above average, slightly below average, however you want to categorize them. We can't pay that quarterback 40 to $50 million a year and expect to be able to compete and win a Super Bowl that way. I think that they know going into this that they know where they lean, right? But they also have to go through the process, at least the beginning process of being able to, they're not going to be able to watch these guys throw, but they can at least get them in a room for 20 minutes and, and, and kind of get a better feel for them. Uh, get a better feel for Justin Fields' market. Um, you know, they got a little bit of a feel for it at the Senior Bowl. Now they can get a better feel for it at the Combine. Like, they can do, I would say, overall, what, 70% of their due diligence. They, they've already got a ton of background information on all these quarterbacks. Like, they can sit down. They can have their first conversations. They can start a plan of attack. But that way they can go in and they can feel comfortable and say, hey, 
we have, even if they have their, their, their talent, the preliminary board is Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels in that order or whatever. It doesn't really much matter at this point. And they go into this process and they talk to these guys and they say, okay, we feel comfortable enough with the talent level that we're seeing and we feel comfortable enough with the 20-minute conversations and the background work that we've already done where we know that one of these quarterbacks is going to fit what we want to do. I think that that is ultimately the end goal out of this. And I think that Ryan Pohl said something today about they would like to have a decision one way or another, at least on Justin Fields, by the time free agency opens. And I think it's worth noting, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, right? Free agency, really, like the official start of free agency starts 13 days from now. By the time most people listen to this, it's going to be 12 days, right? So if you look at that from the Monday, which is, I think, March 11th or whatever it is, and you look at that from when the the negotiation period opens at, I think it's like 11 o'clock Central Time, noon, uh, noon Eastern or whatever, you look at that time, you don't want that you don't want that quarterback decision lingering into that because it's a two pronged thing, right? Where you're looking at it from, obviously you want to be able to get as much as you can for Justin Fields. You don't want his market to dry up. And two, I think going into free agency, you also want to have a good idea of what you're going to do because I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you feel differently. I feel like if the bears say, Hey, we're trading number one overall, we're not going to take a quarterback that high. Even if they're going to take a developmental guy, like, you know, whatever, JJ McCarthy, Penix, whatever. It doesn't really much matter at this point. Like if they're going to do that, I feel like you're committing at least the fifth year option to Justin Fields, which means next year you have to be able to prepare for that financially versus. So if you go into free agency, knowing that you're going to be paying, you know, your quarterback $25 million guaranteed next year, that changes the course of what you're going to be able to do in free agency this year, because free agency is never a one-year approach. You're always looking at you know, how the rest of this is going to go. So I feel like from a multi-pronged approach, like you absolutely need to know what's going to be going on. And I think personally, my personal opinion is I think by this time next, or not, not this time, by the end of next weekend, I would say even like Saturday, I think by Saturday, two days before free agency really truly opens up, I think that the Bears need to have a decision. And I think that they're going to have a decision whether or not Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. It, it's going to be more clear. I mean, it's it's. I think at the end of this week, when we get when we leave the combine, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be more clear what their decision is. And, and like I said, man, I, I'm sticking to my my gut. I think it's going to be Caleb Williams. I think they're going to stay at number one. They're going to trade Justin Fields. They're going to go in a new direction with the quarterback. Um, and yeah, like and, and I was going to mention it. Did you see the Peter King clip on what was the album? Was he on Dan Patrick today? Where he was talking about the, um, was either yesterday or today, he was talking about the the article he wrote about his retirement and saying that you know um, he alluded that the Bears were going to trade the number one overall pick. He pretty much says like you know how much, they asked much research none, um, and this is Bill our friend Bill Zimmerman tweeting about this, and he had, literally says on the clip clip I spoke to nobody, and that just tells me it's just. It's his opinion. And, um, yeah, he's a notable name, but at the same time, like, if he's not speaking to anyone with sources, that's just his opinion and, and what he thinks is going to happen. So, I don't know, man. I'd say, correct me if I'm wrong, dude, like, there's way more people on the side that they're going to keep number one and trade Justin Fields than there are um, keeping Justin Fields in terms of national perspective, beat writers, people close to the team, not just fans.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. I mean, to add a little bit more context onto the Peter King thing, like he was on ESPN. Sorry, he was on the score earlier. Like as I was driving home, I was listening to it. He was just wrapping up as I walked in the door. And he was point blank apps. He, he again, and he re- reiterated the same exact thing. He said, "Nobody told me this. This is my feelings." He expanded on his feelings as to why he thinks the Bears should do, you know, basically why they should trade the number one overall pick. He doesn't think that Caleb Williams is as big of a guarantee as some people do. Then he also basically said he doesn't feel like a whole lot in Chicago has changed over last year, while admitting that he has not been feeling it at all. He has not been excited about, you know, the coaching carousel. He wasn't excited about free agency. Like he's not, he wasn't excited. He basically didn't want to go to the combine. Like he, he basically admitted that like all of his, all the things that he used to get excited about, all of his passions about football and covering the, the sport of football have gone. So like it was pure opinion. Like there was no, it wasn't an educated opinion. It wasn't an educated guess. Like it was purely what he felt the Bears should do and only that. And he prefaced that today multiple times on the, on the different media call outs that he did. So yeah, it, I get it. You see Peter King, especially, I mean, Peter King was the one that was really on top of things last year when the Bears made that, that trade. I mean, he talked about it today. Like he went in and talked to Ryan Poles for 40, 45 minutes in his hotel room, walks out 10 minutes later, Scott Fitterer walks in the door they start laying out the bones of a deal that ultimately ended up getting consummated a little over a week later. It's not the same thing this year. Peter King has been out of the mix of all this. He's not at the combine. He didn't care. I mean, he openly admitted he didn't care what happened with the coaching carousel. Like he lost basically all of the passion and interest that he had. That was just his personal opinion. I don't agree with his opinion personally. I think like, I, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't know, man. Like I look at this, you know, and it's kind of, and I think that's where a lot of the national media is, right? Is like, you look at this from the Bears perspective of last year, it made all the sense in the world. I would have been pissed if the Bears would have traded away Justin Fields and drafted a quarterback. I don't think it made any sense. They didn't have the pieces around them. Like, just think about it this way, right? Like if the Bears trade Justin Fields last year, they may get a first round pick just because he was a little bit more of an unknown. It's going to be a late first round pick more than likely you're talking like, you know, a pair of seconds or a second and then like a, a conditional first round pick for this year, right? You don't get DJ Moore. You don't get Darnell Wright. Like those are two really big pieces offensively. Like the Bears 100, I don't care what anybody says about CJ Stroud. The Bears 100% made the right decision last year. This is a very, very different situation this year. This is a three-win team last year. That was literally the worst team in the league. This is a seven-win team this year. Frankly, should have been a nine or ten-win team this year. The only reason they have this pick is because of the trade that they made with Carolina and because Carolina was so damn awful. So to me, it's a very different situation. I think that a lot of people are kind of looking at that too and saying, hey, here's the thing. Has Justin Fields shown enough for you to believe that he can win a Super Bowl, that he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback? If the answer is no, it's as simple as this. If the answer is no, you move on from him and you take 
your top quarterback on the board. You don't trade down again. Like, yes, you can continue to build the team, but as we've seen with a lot of teams outside of maybe San Francisco, it doesn't matter how good the rest of the team is. If your quarterback is not one of the elite quarterbacks, good luck winning a Super Bowl. And I think that that's where a lot of people are at right now. I just, I think that it, ultimately it is that black and white. It really is like, and I think that that's why the national media is looking at this and saying, Hey, like really the debate for the most part, outside of like former players and random stuff like that, like for the most part, like the debate of Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams or Justin Fields versus drafting a quarterback that is going on in Chicago and Chicago alone. Like for everybody else is looking at this, like I do, let's just put it this way. I haven't talked to a single person, whether it's a writer from another team whether, you know, whether it's a source, whether it's whatever, I haven't talked to one single person that's been like, well, you know, like, this is kind of a debate. Like, everybody's like, dude, you guys are absolutely nuts for even thinking that this is a conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm with it, too. And, you know, this is a different quarterback class, too. I think this is a way better quarterback class than last year. Yeah, C.J. Stroud is looks like he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. But if the Bears were at number one last year, they're probably taking Bryce Young anyway. So, you know, one thing that stood out for Matt Eberflus' presser that really caught my eye um, in terms of the quarterback was when he was asked about what he looks for in a quarterback and, and scouting the, the prospects. Oh, there goes my ice bucket and all that good stuff. Um, you know, his answer was to me, did not sound like Justin Fields. He said, I look at situations I look at the guys that can operate third down two minute and end of game situations. To me, that's a separator. And then you look at the toughness, toughness for a quarterback really is about the mental toughness to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball and also have, um, this camera to be able to move out of the pocket and create when it's necessary. Yeah, that last part does sound a little like Justin Fields, but overall, man, I mean, Fields struggled at those things. You know, he struggled on third downs. He struggled in end-of-game situations. Um, we saw it numerous times over the course of his career. So, yeah, to me, that quote kind of really stood out to me in terms of, you know, Maybe one way the Bears could be hinting at going. I think if it was any quote, it'd be that. Um, but I do think Poles and Eberflus both did a good job of not fully re- revealing it. Um, I, I do think they maybe, you know, I don't want to say they have a plan in place, but they have a good idea of what they're going to do. And I think that's kind of just the the basis of this conversation. And the main point of this podcast is like, get ready. It's, it's, it's should be moving soon here as a combine you know, starts to wrap up. Yeah, I mean we're we're building towards the off season, man. Like we're we're building towards not just like the talk, but like things actually happening. Like I said, dude, free agency is 13 days away from us recording this podcast. When the because I mean, let's be honest. Like by the time like the, the new league year actually opens, the majority of all the top free agents are gone. By that Friday, like free agency is boring, and there's just like little you know little signings here and there. There may be like a decent name or two that hangs out, and they get signed over the weekend, whatever. Like. We are we are quickly approaching that point where things are going to start happening. All of the things that we've debated 
off and on for the last three or four months, you know, whether it's Twitter, whether it's, you know, social media in person, it doesn't really much matter. Radio, all that stuff. Like everything that we've been talking about, everything that we've been debating, everything that everybody's had these strong opinions on, it's finally going to start coming to a head. And it's, I, I don't know if unfortunate is the right word, um, but it's, to me, it's a little unfortunate that all of the talk around the bears right now is just the quarterback situation. Like dude, the bears granted again, i still do not agree with them keeping Matty Berflues at all. But what I do think, at least on paper, I think they did about the best they possibly could with hiring their coaching, you know, rehiring the, the majority of this coaching staff. But I mean, dude, they've got, with the cap going up, they've got damn near $80 million in cap space. Even if they, let's just say they signed Jalen Johnson for $20 million a year or tag him. I mean, it's $19.8 million. It doesn't really matter. Like you're still talking about having $60 million in cap space to be able to work with and a little bit more flexibility. Like the bears have the number one overall pick, the number nine overall pick. Um, if they trade Justin Fields, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to end up with at least a second or a third round pick. I mean, like the Bears are in a really freaking good spot. And if they have the right offensive coaching staff, like this is a seven win team that should have been a nine or 10 win team. Like the, there should be a lot more excitement around this offseason because for as much as we hyped up last offseason and you know like this is another pivotal if not more pivotal offseason than it was last offseason because you're finally starting to see the fruits of your labor with this rebuild you're finally starting to see light at the end of the tunnel and it feels like the quarterback position like the bears are in a spot that every team would dream about being like every team outside of you know the teams that have their quarterbacks would dream about being in this spot You've got a solid option at quarterback right now that still has some upside. You've got a good young roster. You've got you have a building young roster. They're not good yet, but they they have a building young roster. They've got a lot of cap space. They've got a lot of draft capital. Um, dude, they're in a spot right now where it's like they if they make the right decisions, like they are going to be good for a long freaking time, man. Like that, I think that that hasn't really sunk in with a lot of people yet. Like. And again, obviously you have to make the right decisions, but dude, if the Bears, if the Bears make the right the right call at quarterback and they continue to draft and add the, the way that they've been, you know, doing the last two years throughout the offseason, like they're going to be in the mix for a long time. And if Caleb Williams or whoever the hell the quarterback ends up being, if he ends up being a top five quarterback, like we're going to be constantly having like, there's going to be no more of this. Like let's have the season ending podcast after week 18. And then we're just going to have to wait until the combine rolls around to start talking about the off season. Like the bears are going to be consistently in the playoffs. They're going to be consistently in the mix. Like to me, that is extremely, it should be extremely exciting. And it's kind of unfortunate that because of the quarterback conversation, and obviously it hinges around the quarterback a lot. I'm not debating that. But because of the quarterback situation, we haven't really been able to look forward or enjoy the other parts of the offseason. Like this is going to be a monumental offseason for the Bears. Like this is going to be huge. And I think fans, regardless of the quarterback you know, decision, should be really freaking excited. Because, again, like once things get going, man, it's going to be pretty, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a break in between the you know free agency waves and, and the draft. But, I mean – we're going to look back in May and be like, man, what an offseason. Like this, this team is going to look drastically different uh, two months from now. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Like, like you said, dude, they, don't, they don't have a number one pick roster. They have a roster on the verge of taking that next step and adding pieces here and there. And 
in the quarterback position right and they'll be right on you know back on the right track so that'll do it for this episode uh we'll have more from the combine as players will start speaking tomorrow on wednesday and then drills will begin i believe thursday or friday um for those of you not at the combine you can watch the drills on tv nfl network does a great job broadcasting them um but of course the top three quarterbacks not going to throw they'll wait until the pro day Marvin Harrison Jr. not going to work out at all, even at a pro day, which is a little interesting. But again, he's got nothing to really lose. He's got everything, or he's got nothing to gain, everything to lose. Uh, so see how that kind of works out for him. But as Aaron said, I mean, it's going to be a busy draft process, busy free agency process, all that good stuff. Um, so make sure you're, you're tuning in with us every episode as we keep you updated. Aaron, work everyone. Follow you on Twitter at work everyone. Read your work. Yeah, you can find me at Aaron Lemming on Twitter or Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter. Wow, that was that was impressive. And then you can also uh, find me or you know find my work on thebearreport.com. Awesome. You can follow uh, the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Helps us. Helps picks for polls. All that good stuff. Um, building our podcast. Until next time, everyone. Please stay safe and please stay healthy.